Some god I have for a reason I can't cannot find it again on the YouTube itself. Mm. Yeah, of course. Uh, link. All yes. right. Got it. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, straight white males. How, how's the day all been? Uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> uh, what, what time is it in New, in New York right now? Like like seven a.m. Yeah. Good morning, America. Uh, <laughs> probably probably not a good morning because you you were staying awake to be able to watch the Friends reunion on HBO Max, weren't you? Yeah. And and now you feel shit. <laughs> you don't know why, and that's what brought you to us, isn't it? Uh, Alex, apparently the, the whole Friends reunion thing has or uh, is available since midnight US time, and uh, internet is already freaking out about this whole uh, about this whole thing. I don't, know yeah. if, I don't know if you have. Uh, yeah. It is kind of weird uh, because, like, why would you freaking out about uh, a bunch of losers coming back together? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm skipping crazy. ahead, obviously. Yeah. But it's just, it's just weird to me. I'm just gonna give you before because because the uh, nice thing is uh, I was checking IMDb. Um, yeah. The, the the first reviews are already in, and I'm looking forward to to dive deep into them. This is gonna be interesting. I see what it gets. I have a question already. Yeah, just sure, seeing sure. what's what's written there. It says an unscripted friends. Yeah, mo- yeah, bullshit, bullshit, yes. <laughs> bull fucking shit. Don't, don't come up with this fucking um, unscripted bullshit. Come on, okay. it's uh, yeah, especially when the I think they were like mentioning it. 10 times or so yeah this is this is 100% unscripted yeah, like no shit dude this is this is a show that has been postponed since may 2020 because of covid and it, you're telling me this has never been scripted <laughs> get the fuck out of here those guys yeah. are, those guys are actors you know so yes exactly so, so yeah i was just trying to tell me here <laughs> i mean this has been used a lot in the past um, and people readily suck it all up uh, they believe that shit like they do a lot of other shit uh, but I'm not gonna buy that. There's no way this is completely unscripted. Yeah, so it's um I'm gonna wait wait a second. I actually got this uh this picture there. Hang on. Um the, the ch- dude they look like shit man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hang on a second, it's gonna it's gonna pop up on the stream in a few seconds. God damn, those, those guys look like shit, man. It's, yes, it's, that it's, is. It's cringe, that man. Is true. It's cringe. I mean, I mean, you can age like gracefully in some way, but, but how? How does it come like everybody on this? I'm uh, for sure looks like looks like shit, man. I, sh- I, I remember sh- this. It should have popped up now on a, on a super as well. Yeah, it is. Well. God damn, man. Especially like the the Joe. Uh, is it Joey? Yeah, the Joey character. They uh, match the blank. Actually, it looks like crap, man. Yes, I think I remember this one meme that's been floating around for years uh, when actually the, the women were on it, like Jennifer Aniston, for example, mm-hmm. um, looking quite decent, I would say, for the age. And then uh, there was an image of Chandler's, uh, I don't even know the, the actor's name. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Perry, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah thank you. Um, <laughs> what, kind of, what, kind of, what, kind of, what kind of fan are you, man? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. But I remember then that he looked like complete utter shit, like he's really fat and like unhygienic and like, dude, what happened to you, man? Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh... <laughs> I don't even think he does anything else. So did he ever do any other shows or movies or anything? Uh, like, like mostly, I wouldn't say B-movies, but yeah, like, you know, there's occasional um, 
uh, how to put this, <sighs> like, I'd say rom-coms and stuff like that, as far as I know, it's not that, uh, it's... A shit flick, you mean. Yeah, a shit flick, man, we <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta coin <laughs> yes. this term, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, totally agree with that, it's, um... Yes, but you're right, especially, like, uh, Ross, our absolute favorite character, I mean, look at him, what the hell happened? What is his face? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like he 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 been on drugs or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, the Chandler character, the Matthew Perry one. Uh, it's been reported. Uh, I was watching a YouTube video and I was just scrolling to the comments. It was, it was giving me cringe, man. Uh, there was there, he was having like drug problems, maybe even alcohol problems. And it's so interesting. Well, when you when you when you take a look at the comments uh, on such articles or such uh, YouTube videos. Man, people freaking out over that. People are like, yeah, uh, my God, he's so brave. You know, you have no idea what he's been through and all this stuff. Yeah? Oh, like, like like, actually defending him and all this. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is a common theme these days when people virtually fuck up their whole lives and you should, uh, like, feel for them because they've been through it or some shit. Yeah. And, like, dude, how about you don't even get into that in the first place? Uh, that's something to be brave about. If you never fucked up, yeah, your yeah, life yeah, like it's, it, then... it's, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's almost like people are being rewarded of uh, of stuff yes. like that, which really doesn't make any sense to me. I gotta say that it's yeah. Oh man, it's just a weird culture, really, um, cultural thing to. But it, it, I think if you if you think about it, this is virtually a, a theme almost in like any sort of TV or movies or let's call it celebrities quote unquote yeah that when they've been through their shit and they've been through therapy and all of that and uh, all of the issues and they work through it it's like really brave to come back on tv and mm. like dude mm. you're making millions for coming back and all this bullshit what's really brave about oh, that? this this reminds me of something hang on a second i actually got a oh wait i'm, I'm gonna put it on later because it would be a bit uh, yeah, of course. but yeah when it, when, it, when it comes to friends the reunion of course, everyone who's listening probably already has seen Friends. It's it's actually one of those things where yeah, I think I think every everyone from every niche and every age has probably at least heard of it. Maybe has yes. seen a few episodes. So it's actually so exactly it's the whole Friends the reunion thing in the first place. Uh, got this article from Digital Mafia Talkies. <laughs> what a nice name for a newspaper. Um, nice Friends the reunion trailer breakdown. Everything we know so far. Uh, actually, pretty sums it up pretty much nicely. I'm gonna I can put it on the stream uh, a few minutes. I'm aware it's buffering a little bit right now. Um, yeah, it's there's a yeah again. Alex, you want to say something? Yeah, it's your, it's your laptop crying again. Yeah, it's, crying is a crying is a nice way to put it. Is uh, <laughs> crying a lot definitely. <laughs> uh, to try and get this going uh, might take a while, but uh, if there's like no picture, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my voice then. There's this, there's this article I, I was referring to uh, from Digital Mafia Talkies. <laughs> I love this. Stuff. Still like that name. Absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 and they have like this article that he says, um, what's so special about Friends? And I'm going to read it out loud. Uh, Friends took us to a place where we always wanted to be. Uh, I, I know what you're trying to say. Don't say it, Alex. What? what? <laughs> but anyways. Wait, wait what? <laughs> uh, okay. they, they, they showed us a dream that was too good to be true. Okay, I guess you can say something right now if you want to. Uh, six friends meeting every single day after work, sharing apartments with each other and living a life away from the complications. 
Yeah, sounds sounds like childhood, man. Yes, absolutely. Um, you want me to chime in already, or you're gonna uh, you, 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 proceed? You, you go, man. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Because um, yeah, it started immediately like the place we always wanted to be. No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also funny because most of us, uh, I would guess, and all the listeners have friends, right? Mm. And we meet with them every now and then. I don't see how virtually living with them together and not achieving anything of worth in your life is actually better mm. than, <laughs> than what we do. Uh, but it's it's interesting, yeah. yeah. Also, living a life away from the complications, right? This is exactly the issue. I mean, I mean, yeah, we... Yeah, we we probably ask ourselves, so many people listening, what 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 is like the thing that made friends so successful? Uh, it's not really a question after all, isn't it? <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. it's the just perfect escape. Life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. The escapism. This is what I was like, going to refer to. Mm -hmm. Just escaping all the issues you have instead of facing them. That's obviously a great life, isn't it? Oh, yes. As, uh, as uh, you know, like I said, Digital Mafia Talkies is a fucking great name, but uh, <laughs> it's a terrible article. Um, they were real and authentic. Yeah, they were like actors, dude. They were good yeah. people <laughs> and deep down had immense love for each other. They were not perfect. They were not heroic. Didn't have any special capabilities. Okay, we're well, going to talk about why this is special, man. Uh, they were normal people with flaws. And that's, Wait, what, but... and that's what made them so special. You know, oh, I see. You know they were, so they were not heroic or didn't have any special capabilities. They were not normal people with flaws. That's what made them so special. Uh, I was going to say, what's good about not being heroic? Um, <laughs> but yeah, apparently it is, yeah. <laughs> that is something good, yeah. I, I've learned today. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Digital Mafia, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is also great how, how it proceeds yeah they went on vacation together like this is some some life goal you know this is the, this is the fact that uh look i'm gonna show you a few tweets which uh which will actually gonna gonna support this statement here because yeah just everybody who's listening and alex you yourself don't uh don't uh hashtag friends reunion on twitter don't, just don't do it man you don't want to don't want to see what's going on there. It's uh, it's cringe. I pre-selected it for us and for our convenience. Uh, <laughs> getting a little bit less cringe there. Um, so yeah. you again went into the trenches. Uh, I, thank I, you for this. I did so it. So we man. don't have I to. Yeah. After, yeah, after, yeah. See, after five Twilight movies, it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's really I, was, I was thinking about it. Do I, can I get like 10 seasons of Friends within a week? Maybe. <laughs> I was like, oh. dude, dude, I love this podcast. I love uh, what we what we built here, but I, I don't love this podcast that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think at this point, 10, 10 seasons like mm. this close together would probably end in psychological issues for you. So... Uh, Definitely don't mm -hmm. do. But yeah, losing losing my insanity for red smoke uh, seems to be a nice way. <laughs> Gotta say. You know uh, what I also just see sure. before you proceed uh, because I went on Twitter to actually I did it. I went on the oh friends my you God. and what you linked. Uh, this maybe you will talk about this. I don't know this this friends reunion party thing, the live pre-show. Like yeah, this, like this HBO thing, right? Yeah, exactly. But okay. I'm just thinking how. Is there a worse way to waste your life to watch this? <laughs> I mean, a live pre-show for this reunion thing. Like, what the hell? How can you? I just, I'm I'm at loss of words there. Uh, so, <laughs> you're saying this just because you didn't know that uh, Justin Bieber was 
was part of this whole thing, man. Oh, nice! It's getting I, worse. I'm missing, I like it. missing out. Mm. Uh, bef before I proceed with this <laughs> glorious article, I'm showing you a few tweets, man. This is this is gonna be hard. This is gonna be really hard. I'm gonna warn you. Uh, I'm gonna wait until this is on the screen for you, but I'm gonna read it out loud already. Uh, San user San at Asopa Sanitia, I guess that's what it's called. Um, says. I think these 1 hour and 39 minutes are going to be better than my entire 2020 and 2021 cry emoji, heart emoji, hashtag friends reunion. Oh <laughs> my like, god. Just, just, just wait until you see it on screen and then it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That is actually very sad. But... It, it is, man, it is. I mean, I mean yeah, we, we, make, we make jokes about this whole stuff, but there are actually people who... Yeah, imagine imagine saying this. I mean, yeah, some people mention stuff on, on on social media to get like likes, and I understand how the game works and all that. But uh, imagine actually meaning what you said uh, that account, you know? Yeah, I think I, mean, I think you can see it now on the screen. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. Also, if you say this, um, all right, this whatever. I think to some degree you actually do believe it. Otherwise, it wouldn't have popped into your mind. Even if you just try to be to get likes or something. Still, to some degree, this guy, uh, or whatever it is, uh, believes that. So, dude, I mean, imagine just some some random shitty TV show is better than two years. No, no, no. The, the the reunion of a random shitty TV show, man. It's yeah, not sorry, really sorry. the shitty TV show itself. Yeah, it's <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Um, it's it's also always this. Mean, here you go. Yeah, it's, this reminded me of. Uh, I remember when the lockdown started or the Corona thing. Yeah. Um, and there was one tweet from this girl with a hundred k likes. I remember that mm -hmm. it's popped up in my in my tweet in my timeline, mm -hmm. sadly. And she said the, the lockdown made her realize she really doesn't have any hobbies um, mm -hmm. because she couldn't do anything. Her own hobbies, only hobbies were really just shopping and uh, yeah, going out with friends to dinner, yep. like food. Yeah. And I think many people actually noticed that. But some, like this guy, are still not, uh, are still haven't woken up to the reality that, yeah. <laughs> that they could do something with their life instead of just watching some shit. Mm. Kind of weird, but that's people for you. That's life. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's friends, dude. Yeah, that's uh, that's friends. Uh, let me proceed a bit. Um, there's this other tweet from Dr. Jennifer Ca Cassidy at Oxford Diplomat. Uh, she says. I have never been so ready for anything in my life. This show compromise of my teenagers' years. The excitement is oh so real. Hashtag friends reunion. Um, yeah, it's, you know, you know what I also got from all of this. It's like the it's like good old uh, nostalgia thing. You know, it's it's yeah. just, it's a shit that works so well with um, you know, with Star Wars and and all that. Like it's 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 just another reboot for me. You know, the, doing those those reunion stuff. I, I I can't quite see how people don't see the obvious cash grab, which it is. You know. Yes, absolutely. This is the weird <sighs> thing. I mean, obviously, nostalgia is one thing. Yeah, I get it uh, to some degree, mm -hmm. but. Like you and me both, uh, if we hear these days that some some of our favorite um, old movies or something will be remade, we are actually quite hesitant about that. For example, with The Matrix, just to, to be, bring one oh, example. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna roast that. We're gonna roast the new yeah, James course. Bond. It's it's gonna be that's gonna be dirty, man. <laughs> yes, but if you think about it, um, we are just because we know that this will most likely ruin our uh, nostalgia feeling, or you yeah. know 
memories for these things. And these guys, they really just want, and this is the key, they want to live the past again because they probably peaked in their high school, if you can call it that, if you live a life like friends, mm -hmm. and this is not really a peak, but you know. Um, <laughs> because they haven't achieved anything else, so this is what they want. And it's really, really, truly sad, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for some reason, it's like, yeah, yeah, you said they want to relive their their teenage years or like uh, high school years, I'd say. But I think what's uh, <laughs> what's the point here is, I think they actually want to um, relive their childhood. You know, this this co yes. of course, obviously, when you are a child, you're comforted. There's no no worries about anything, and, and your parents gonna care for you. In in best case, of course, yeah, yeah. they're like also kids in Syria who are like bombed and all that. Um, but yeah, th th this is what what people uh, like. People are still uh, aiming for for this childlike feeling, which is yeah, of course, it's beautiful. It's it's a nice feeling, and but that's not the way we, you know, this uh, <laughs> you gotta grow up at some point, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is really the key because yeah, I mean, of course, it felt nice being a child, not worrying about anything, as you mm. said, but. Uh, that's not how life works. You cannot be a child all your life. You gotta grow up and face your issues you have. This is what makes... I actually, personally, I actually think this is also very great. If you overcome obstacles and issues in your life, that makes you feel great, right? Mm -hmm. Because you actually face these things and fix them. Uh, I wouldn't want to live the, the childhood life anymore, even though it might sound nice. Mm -hmm. But it also means I never can actually do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of weird to me that these people want that. I absolutely agree. Um, hopefully the next slide is gonna pop up on a stream. Like I said, it's really uh, it's really messy with with all the uh, with the stream labs going on here. It's uh, yeah, but, it's, but that's red smoke for you, gentlemen. Yeah, it's it's red smoke, and it's showing me like those red bars. Oh, you can see it here. The yes. one where HBO Max crashed one minute after their friend's reunion draws. <laughs> it tells you everything, man. It's like people were actually so desperate. I mean, I was I was uh, I was starting the show saying yeah. People not, probably didn't get much sleep tonight because they they were staying awake until midnight. Uh, yeah, I think they actually did, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was. Yeah, <laughs> okay, people people are so desperate for for stuff. It's it's weird, man. I mean, I remember when I was really really looking forward to the newest Game of Thrones episodes when I was watching that mm -hmm. a few years back. But I didn't. I like I never stood up overnight uh, to really see this the first. Uh, I actually. Because it aired in late evenings in the States, it was actually the next day for us over here mm -hmm. uh, when I could mm -hmm. actually watch it. So I had to uh, to ditch the internet for a whole day because I would get spoiled. Yeah. Um, but it was totally fine to just watch it a day later. I mean, what are you really losing if you... Yeah, I mean, I guess it is because they want to tell their friends ha, uh, about the new episode and talk to them about this and all this bullshit. But, uh, God. Oh, there was actually one case where I was guilty of committing this. Uh, it was season eight, episode three. You know the the, the huge battle mm. where, where <laughs> I was I was actually staying awake. I think it was three or four a.m. and I was lying in my bed with my laptop. And I still remember I was, I was like, oh man, I should I should probably get like proper access to HBO because I cannot see anything. And <laughs> I was going on Twitter and everybody's saying the same thing. Oh, I cannot see shit. You know? <laughs> Oh man, it's nice. like, uh, good, good old times, man. Good old times. Uh, ch check this tweet out, man. Joey wiping Monica's tears. Uh, 
you know those 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 pity eyes in our heart. We aren't ready for this. Hashtag friends reunion. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> what, what can I tell I, you, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm sure they're not ready for this because they're still mentally children. Uh, yes. That's why they're not ready for emotions which are fake on a TV screen. <laughs> why do I have to spell this out? Uh, it's, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. My God, man. It's... You know, I was. No, I wouldn't say that. I wasn't emotionally invested in TV shows, but I, I got the the feeling that was what was tried to be portrayed in movies or shows, of mm -hmm. course. But like, just from a screenshot you see from a scene that will be happening soon, uh, and saying you're not ready for this, this just just really shows your immaturity, in my opinion. I mean, dude, when I when I was watching like Breaking Bad, and I was I was watching the the last episode where you know we talked about this in the previous stream. This this yes. nice scene where Walter was lying on the ground, presumably dying, and yeah, I felt a little tuck in my heartstrings. You yes, know, I, I, I was I was like, oh, it's like over now. You know, I wasn't like lying on my floor crying. You know, what's and for some reason this is like behavior that's actually. Uh, I put this right, encouraged, you know, like when we talk about all those uh, reaction videos, you know, people appear reacting to Star Wars trailer, and, and what what gets the most clicks, of course, the one where you where you cry your eyes out. Yes, I think you actually mentioned an important point there, uh, an important point, because social media, if anything, and especially YouTube, really favors when you see heavy emotions already on the thumbnail like if someone is crying or screaming or oh, yeah. whatever because humans just are drawn to this and then you are more, more most likely to click on it mm -hmm. and so i actually do think that how society and uh, not how society how social media is set up it actually makes humanity worse as a whole because we focus on these things too much mm -hmm. uh, maybe i'm just exaggerating here and this is not that big of a deal who knows but looking at these tweets, uh, I think it's just telling that people are pretty immature, in my uh, opinion. You can see here from Sugar Honey Ice and Tea at Moon uh, on the line Dubu. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, the one where I subscribe to HBO Go just for hashtag friends, <laughs> Yeah, no shit, your username was telling me. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's just like it's like one of one of many other examples um oh my god yeah this is this this actually reminds me a lot of the star wars situation where yes where people are just like freaking out this is you know we talked so so often about how how i said people people become very weird when it comes to star wars they take it very personal it's like uh yeah pe people crying when they see luke skywalker on the screen again stuff like it's Mm, I don't know if if I'm right when I'm saying this, but this might be to girls or women. What, what is the target audience of that? Probably, yeah. What yeah, Star? Guess. Yeah, what Star Wars is to men? Yeah, you're right. Actually, I could be wrong, but uh, I'd say yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> no, I think you are. This is really. I think it's definitely mostly a women's show. Obviously. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's definitely not a, a man's show because all the men are <laughs> fucking losers. Uh, or at least if you like it, uh, you think it's funny, all right. Like, uh, yeah, I guess I, to some degree, get it at least a little bit. Not really. Yeah. But uh, just thinking about how they operate, this is really bad for you as a man. And yes, so uh, I guess it is 
a women's show, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but also, even for women, I think it's just because uh, the female characters are also, in my opinion, not very... Not something you really to look up to, in my opinion. It's really pretty pointless if you think about it, because I was... Um, I gotta be honest, not, not, usually I do my research, you know, like, okay, I'm perfectly, uh, <laughs> perfectly ready for the stream. Dude, I have no idea how this whole show ended in the first place. Do you remember what happened in the end? I remember no, I, was, I, was actually... I remember I was asking you this last week after the stream. Yes, exactly. Because everybody who's listening, uh, last week we did the stream on, uh, what was it, on Twilight, yeah. And afterwards, I don't know how, but, but for some reason uh, you were mentioning Friends, and I was like, <laughs> did you see this shit? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, me too. We gotta do a stream, and that's uh, that's how this whole shit happened. But I, I remember I was asking, I said, how, how does this whole stuff even end? And that's interesting, man. This was so pointless, and I I can actually remember like yeah, of course, shows for Breaking Bad and stuff like that. I know how this show ended, man. I, I this ending is like engraved on my brain. It's it's tattooed on the inside of my eyelids. Call it what you will, but what, what was the what actually happened at the end of Friends, man? <laughs> yeah, this is the key. Uh, most shows, for example, Game of Thrones has the quite bad ending, so you can remember this as well. Oh yeah, uh, Breaking Bad has yes, memorable <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Breaking Bad has a very great ending, so yes. you remember that. Friends appears to have a, a very mediocre, if not even noticeable at all, mm -hmm. ending. So you don't know anything about it. And this is really how I imagine the whole show, because I cannot think of any scene that stuck in my mind. Yeah. Maybe one or two. And if you think about it, ten seasons, right? And you cannot really think of... I actually watched it twice to anyone listening. I saw this whole, this whole show twice, fully, over the years. Speaking um, of sacrifices, man... Yes, exactly. And I still cannot think of uh, some specific scenes, so maybe one or two, but uh, this, this is just very telling that it's yeah. completely irrelevant <laughs> on a large scale. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty forgettable, I guess. say. Yes. And I, I really I keep thinking to myself, where did 10 seasons go? This was this was a yes. lot of time of my life that was... I, I, watched, oh, yeah. it, I watched it once for... Um, if, if someone is doing protocol on this whole thing, <laughs> uh, I was doing it. I was watching it once. And, yeah, I, I don't really want to, you know, calculate how how much lifetime that was. Yeah. And, and don't it's, do it. it's yeah, it's, and it's interesting that there is like nothing of substance, nothing I was uh, actually learning from that that I could take away from it. And it's pretty sad. Yeah, actually, the, really, the only thing uh, I mentioned this to you, I think this week, the really the only thing I. Yeah, I can't take away from it was that there was always something that was somehow triggering me about this show. Something that mm -hmm. made it bad in the back of my mind, but I could never put my finger on what it was oh, yeah. until now. I actually now know what it was. Mm -hmm. But back then I didn't. And um, this is really the only thing that stuck with me now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got, I got, I got a pretty nice uh, way to describe it as the, it's written in the article I mentioned. I got put it on the screen later. Okay, I got a few more tweets here. Ella Kootenay at... I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, you are the greatest teen the world has ever seen. Hashtag friends reunion. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Um, really? Okay. okay. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, fuck teen that made the moon landing. <laughs> friends reunion. That's where it is. That's a nice thing. Uh, people were actually dreaming of, you know, back in the days, dreaming of uh, <laughs> flying to the moon. Now they are like... And now they're like crying over their fucking uh, favorite TV show of their childhood. Get the hell out of here, man. 
this is actually i mean it's almost <laughs> philosophical there but it's actually i think much more real than we we think it is mm -hmm. that people actually had way different goals back in the day and like much bigger dreams of for their lives uh, these days it's really just living together with a bunch of friends not achieving anything no, i agree uh, really just really what all, all they do is getting through life like yeah getting it done so to speak just mm -hmm. surviving really this is what the friends do in their show and for me this is really just not enough for the short lifespan i have on this planet um but this is what people want these days yeah, uh, yeah it's it's quite telling yeah, it's something the show is guilty of. It it kind of sells you, or kind of conditions you that this is, this is the ultimate goal in life. You know, to have this group of friends, and when you yes. have, and when you have that, all other problems disappear. Of course, you know. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's this another tweet. This is this is the last tweet, and it's the worst one. I can read it aloud from Millie Friends Reunion at Meredithology. Whatever. Um, oh damn. This is ca uh, this is ca okay. This cast probably yeah. this cast is everything I've ever wanted in a friend group. The way they have unconditional love and respect for each other after so many years is something so special. It was never really acting for them. They are family. Hashtag friends reunion and a white heart. Was that a racist thing or? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> All right. That's just bullshit. Uh, I mean. Yep. I mean, of course, I guess they are friends, right? Uh, like the actors, they, they, I guess so. After actually, actually, for... actually, they've never been together since the end of two thousand and four. They've never been in one room together since then. And speaking, speaking of real friends, you know. Oh, nice. All right, yeah. uh, then I re retrace everything I just said because <laughs> that's apparently bullshit. Yeah, <clears throat> I actually thought they are because they've been working together for so long. But mm -hmm. then this is just very telling, isn't it? That they are really just uh, people working together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Like that it. kind of reminds me of a video from yours. You you were doing this a few weeks ago on your own channel. It's this. I think why all actors are. I got a c word. <laughs> you know yes, what I'm referring word. to? Yeah, the c word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yes. Man, I'm, I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want YouTube takes down. Man, I'm. I'm a, I'm a good boy. Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's it it really reminded me of like like people sometimes forget that. You know that you're watching professional actors who make their living of manipulating your emotions and making you believe stuff like that, you know? Like, some some people yes. kind of forget about that. This uh, also reminds me of one scene I saw about one actress. Ah, I forgot the name, whatever. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, because in some show, she displayed how she can cry on cue, like, virtually within, like, half a minute. She has full tears on her eyes. This brings me back to this tweet we saw before, uh, that... Joey is wiping away Courtney Cox's character. I'm fucking yeah. uh, her tears. Like this is all acted. It's all bullshit, right? Yeah. Uh, they, these are not real emotions. Mm -hmm. It's all acting, and people are like, "Oh damn, this is so so emotional." <laughs> no, it's just acting. <laughs> uh, and see, I don't have an yeah. issue with uh, emotions being acted <clears throat> if it serves the story, right? For a good movie. And obviously, yes. I know this is all staged and all of this, and it makes yes. the movie good. Of course, it's, it's all fine. But acting like this is a real thing and this is what you want in real life, that's just, yeah, weird. Mm. So I got the article back up from, uh, from the mafia <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it continues and I, and I want to know what you think of it. I'm going to, have, I have marked a certain thing. I'm going to read it out oh, loud. You're going to read it with me. This, is, this, this really hurts my, this, this hurts my soul. Man. Absolutely. 
they 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 showed us so referring to friends you know uh, the, the headline was what's so special about friends question mark they showed us that life was not always about doing something great or building a billion dollar business or becoming the most popular man on the planet or finding the formula that would save mankind sometimes it was just about hearing out your friend who meant the world to you blah 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 yeah a lot of bullshit follows after that um <clears throat> i cannot yeah, even, I, mean, I don't even know where to start with this man yes uh <laughs> it's yeah where do i start a good question um you see that the last part is interesting uh, finding the formula that, formula that would save mankind yeah because that's bad obviously right uh, yeah why, sure. why, why would i do that uh, rather waste my life completely that's actually what nothing. this show does it conditions you to be not you know man of purpose building a business and stuff like that it actually conditions you to do the difference yeah and this is exactly what i mentioned before really what what the show does is telling you that you just should coast through life just survive mm. these 80 years you have pretty much um yeah just existing not really living this is yeah. what it's telling you and the guy who wrote this or the person i don't want to assume pronouns again oh <laughs> dangerous territory uh, yeah. <laughs> dangerous very dangerous uh, <laughs> he she it um whatever they are it's really just buying this completely they completely subscribe to this philosophy that you i mean of course not everyone is meant to be a billion dollar man or yes even successful powerful in that way but it doesn't mean you shouldn't strive for being more than you are right now right because this is what will make your life better mm -hmm. the funny thing is that friends act like this would actually be a great life and you would feel great about it but you don't you don't it would actually make you quite miserable if you're 40 years old still living with your friends not having achieved anything in your life uh, this would make you very very feel very bad trust me so mm -hmm. that friends is or the, the show is selling that and people readily suck this up really just tells you that they are not ready to actually live a successful life yeah. or even a, a good life in my opinion absolutely that was very deep <laughs> yeah it's 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 really something that uh yeah i mean i mean the article was even like acknowledging this whole fact and yeah I, i'm not saying like you should like 24 7 fucking you know like sacrificing every single minute and forgetting how to enjoy yeah. life and maybe sometimes I, I i'm a huge uh i actually advise escapism to to a degree i i enjoy like fantasy and all this stuff it's it's a nice way and uh yeah of course yeah but uh, you know, actually, like freaking over this stuff, like losing your emotional control over this over this bullshit there, uh, and yeah, it's also actually actually believing in what you see there. That's that's the problem. You know, of course, yes. sometimes I watch stuff like like you know, I always use the Superman analogy. Of course, I don't jump out of the window because I know I cannot, I cannot fucking fly. You know, I'm not Superman. And some people see this stuff like this friends bullshit, and they think. Yeah, this is this is real life, you know. I want this. Now this is just a this is just a scripted show. Yeah. Sorry to break it's it down. It's not just to you. that they they believe that this is how life could unfold. Um they also think it is good because they are having fun uh, in the show, right? But it's uh, fake. Why do people not understand it? It's not a real it's not real life. It's yeah. just a scripted sorry, unscripted uh show. <laughs> really, really weird, man. So I'm on the IMDb page. It shows a rating of eight point two, which is it's at least better than the last Star Wars movie. Man, respect, friends, respect. Yeah, but that's not um, difficult, is it? 
Yeah, I don't know about this whole review stuff. It's pretty. Yeah. It became pretty biased. Reviews actually are actually the IMDb page meant something to me back in the days, or the oh, yes. t- uh, top two hundred and fifty. I think this this infamous top uh, two fifty list. Uh, it was a nice thing back in the days, but right now I don't really know what to think of it anymore. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I don't want to say potentially. The, yeah. I think we could potentially also roast the top two hundred and fifty now on IMDb because I'm sure it's loaded with bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I'd still agree that like, yeah, like Godfather and all the stuff like Dark Knight. Is it and, still on there? I don't know. I don't know. It's um, you know what? You look it up. Yeah, sure. And be- before my computer dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. oh man, Red Smoke at its best again. And yeah. Okay. How from that? Um, let's go to the to the reviews. They're actually the first reviews are online. When I was checking the website first, there were like like ten, fifteen reviews, and and yeah, let's let's just take a look at the let's take a look at some of them. Uh, most of them are like ten out of ten. There's one from a user again. I can't pronounce it. Ten out of ten, undescribable. This reunion was just amazing. I have watched Friends like almost six times. My God, and oh, to see and, and yeah. see them all come together after all these years, it's just amazing. I haven't cried like that in a long time. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's, 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 what, it's what I expected. It's uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's okay. it's emotional immaturity. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like crying over this damn show. I mean, yeah. like, dude. Yeah, I laughed, I cried. Yeah, that's actually how how TV shows work. They make you laugh and cry. Congratulations, you're you're human now. I really didn't expect to enjoy this reunion. I wanted more Friends episode, more. Jesus, that ten seasons of it, and maybe a Big Bang crossover episode. Uh, oh my god! But traveling down memory lane as I watched this special, and this is far better than I anticipated. It is definitely a fun and special special. <laughs> If you're a Friends fanatic, this is a must-see and a must-have addition to your collection. Was that was that a Star Wars reference? <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering. Also, a Friends fanatic, that really just uh, tells you everything. I mm. mean, if you're being fanatic about anything, that's usually a bad sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but also, uh, the Big Bang crossover. Big Bang is another show that just pits this whole thing. Oh very my god, don't, 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 let's don't get into this. Bullshit, yeah, we don't get eh? into this, but <laughs> oh I wasn't. Uh, I'm not exactly surprised that this is mentioned in in, in Tube with Friends there. So yeah. Um, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit again. Another ten out of ten. The original binge. Hmm. Makes sense. I think this is the thing that all uh, started all. Yes. The, there's so much emotion attached to the series that nothing else can ever match. To have them come back together and do it all over again just for the fans is indeed special. Yeah, they did it just for the fans. They, they, they this was non-profit, you know. <laughs> yes. Get out of here! Man. Get it. out of here! <laughs> oh man, you can't. You just, you know, there was this. Um, do you remember the Breaking Bad spin-off? I'm not talking about Better Call Saul, but there was like this this solo movie, uh, El Camino. Oh, yeah. El Camino was called. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of Breaking Bad and all that. And I smelt this fucking cash grab. You know, I was like, oh, yes. come on. I know that Vince Gilligan had his master plan, and it was all planned out, and the story was finished after, after season five, episode sixteen. But 
But yeah, he totally intended to do a, a solo film afterwards. That was, that was part of his plan. Oh, come on, come on, man. It's... <laughs> but anyways, yes. but yeah. 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 The, the review continues where, where it says, you just can't stop crying when you see them. These six characters who gave you company when you were alone made you laugh in company and have been just a fantastic shoulder to lead on. Uh, this is actually oh. this, this is actually sad to read, man. It's uh, yeah. I was gonna say that yeah. this is very 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 sad. This person is very lonely and is feeling bad about his life. Yeah, which happens. You know, I'm not gonna make fun of that. But um, then, friends, the show is really not gonna help it. Uh, you you gotta fix your, la- your yeah. life, yeah. man. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and uh, <laughs> mention as well. The real emotions on screen just take you. Yeah, years just back. It. Like, dude, shut up, man. These this are actors, man. It's like they can cry on command, literally, you know. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, this is where we come back to this. I'm just really confused every time I see something like that. That people truly and for roughly believe that how these actors act, you know, this is where I put the emphasis: act on screen. That this yeah. is in some way real. It's just mind-boggling to me that people actually believe that my god that's, uh, that's... but then again they believe virtually any, anything they are told which explains a whole lot about society so yeah i guess it's to be expected uh, someone was someone was writing watching this 100 minute special was like re-watching all the 236 episodes so don't remind me how many episodes there oh, were. oh my god no, this is like uh 400 okay i'm not gonna gonna calculate this you, you have I've watched more. Yeah, I still also, this just reminds me. Yeah, sure. There are over 200 episodes, right? Yeah. A, uh, how, how the fuck did they even fill that with, with quote unquote <laughs> content? And B, how, how did none of that stick to my mind? <laughs> That's just, just weird to me. Oh my god. Oh my god. Someone's saying Friends Forever. E-V-A. I am a massive fan of Friends and I have watched every episode at very least 15 times each. Oh Ooh. my god. They're actually like... Normally I would say I call bullshit on that, but I think they're actually no, people I believe do that. that. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> oh my god. There's like a, there's like a review with spoiler warning, so I've got to check it out loud, man. Well, also, a, this is a reunion. What kind of fucking spoilers are you gonna yes. be? Oh goddamn! <laughs> you, you were about to say something. Yeah, maybe because uh, Courtney, I forgot her name again. Courtney Cox's character. I don't even know. Um, was it Chelsea? Or no. I don't know. Maybe yeah. because uh, the reason she was crying. Uh, that's the spoiler. But anyway, um, <laughs> while you scroll through these reviews, I just see that it's virtually everyone uses the same words. It's everything is actually the same really they just yeah. say the same things and that just tells you that all these people really um are on the same mental level <laughs> uh i know i'm like talking pretty decadently here i'm pretty talking down on these people but seriously man you, you achieved nothing with your life you think this is really an amazing show then i don't know what i what i can tell you about your life you should definitely uh do something about it mm-hmm. unless getting through life that's really all you want to achieve, to achieve to get to the end and then you're done congratulations yeah that's uh I, i'm scrolling through it man, hoping that i might get a so i get one bad review at least come on i want to see someone who 
Oh, oh, nice. Someone, someone gave one star out of ten. It says pathetic money grab. Painful to watch. Oh, thank you so much, man. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Um, of course, it's a money grab. I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, someone, someone said. Someone gave also one star out of ten and said fake friends, fake reviews. Hmm. This was the most awful thing I've tried to watch on TV since COVID has kept us home. Nice! Uh, It says, seriously, what was the point of this? We don't care what they've been up to or what plastic surgery or how many times they've been to rehab since the show ended. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Some new episodes would have been way more appropriate. The choice of host was awful. Corden... Oh yeah, this 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 Corden guy does the late late show. God damn, just yells and shouts and doesn't strike me as a super fan. Um, yeah, it could, could be fake reviews over here on on the IMDb. Um, yeah, of course, doesn't have to be, but yeah, the, the chances chances there absolutely. Yeah, considering how also <sighs> the writing is pretty similar uh, with all these reviews, it could be a lot of fake yeah, to mm. just push it more, maybe. But actually, considering the clientele that actually watches this show and actually likes it, we gotta admit that because we watch it as well, right? So mm-hmm. I gotta add that. Um, yeah, it would actually make sense if they think like that uh, about the show. All right. I, I got one article before before we continue. Uh, it's actually gonna be discussion, gonna be an odyssey of articles because yeah, when it comes to friends, there's so much nice content on the internet, and by and by nice, I mean, well, I think you know what I mean. Yeah, but um, it's also, I think that's just, because people m- might think we're just going to hear to talk shit about friends. Yeah. I think there's a lot to learn about that, uh, mm-hmm. or to take from it, mm-hmm. especially friends, which is also why we decided to do this yeah. uh, stream. Because, yeah, there's there are many things you can learn from that. One is what we already said many times, that this is not a way to go through life, mm-hmm. at least if you want to feel good about your life. Um, yeah. It's just one of them. But I guess with all these articles you have, there will be many more things. I'm going to kick off with uh, one from Medium Magazine, why Friends was really, really problematic. And I got, I got to say, let's, let's dive in um, without any bias, because I, I don't know which... There are like so many articles, there were actually a few which I agreed with uh, what was said there. Again, you, you might have a little bit of re, uh, relay on a delay, sorry, when the article's yeah, going to sure. come out on stream. But let's just start off reading, and, um, yeah, let's try to... Um, yeah. So, uh, so we're going to start reading here, doing some marks, yeah. <laughs> um, seven. Yeah, yeah. We we have we have again the we have again a little bit of uh, of toxic stuff going on here. Um, the three main male characters, Ross, Joey, and Chandler, show time after time how uncomfortable they are in situations involving LGBT plus characters. Given that no. Ross's first wife Fuck. and their marriage after coming out, it's it's all this stuff. Um, you know, that's that's really one thing. It's I was I was. Yeah, this this is a very important point for me. 
because this is one thing that I really hate about this show. Like, I, I want to I wanna go three steps further. This is, like, not the way I want to do this. Like, yeah, of course, uh, toxic masculinity bullshit. We, we've been there. Um, yes. But this is the thing the show also has been guilty of. Yes, we have the situation that the, I would say, main character, question mark, uh, Ross, uh, finds out. Like, just imagine you're a man and you're finding out that, you're, that your spouse is, like, uh, suddenly lesbian, you know, or has always been. Yeah, probably a little bit traumatic, probably a little bit uh, emasculating and all that. But what the show teaches us is that this is a trauma that uh, that will stick with you forever. Yes. You know, this is something that has to define you. This is uh, this is not a good thing. This is really something that that pissed me off. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> yeah, actually, I totally agree. This is uh, what is trying to portray there that this will stuck with you forever which is obviously bullshit i think you would be over this quite well if anything you would have unless you are a loser like ross mm. but if you are a man you would actually have some other thoughts about this whole thing yeah like uh, maybe we can do something with that you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> more in this direction than being traumatized by it uh, i think if anything it should tell you something about yourself that you a didn't notice that before in her behavior for example yeah or uh, how you even ended up in that situation. There must be something wrong mm. in what you do or how you chose her, whatever. But yeah, why is this? I mean, it's quite obvious that they picked on this at some point because LGBT, DSQ, I don't even know, whatever. Um, they are always finding a way to do that dude i haven't i haven't even started man there is there's a one article i think it's the pinnacle of all articles we ever talked about on this show oh, nice. and i actually wanted to save it for the end but i don't know how, how how long it takes for us to to get through it it's from oh my god it's from hercampus.com and it says oh, and, it, okay. and it fucking says and this is something that really that really confused me a little bit. The title of this article is Friends is the Epitome of Toxic Masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really, I'm a little bit confused, man. I'm a little bit confused. Yeah, well, but no, it actually makes sense because <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> it, it makes sense in the way that these kind of people, yeah, uh, let's call them people, yeah. they... They always use these very exaggerated headlines and words. Everything is always the epitome of toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. uh, this is also why everything <laughs> is always rape, right? And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm being very serious about this because this <laughs> is why you get articles like that. Um, because everything is always the worst, always. And everything is oppressive. And this is how you come uh, up with this shit. I don't think I can get through this article without like pissing myself. I'm going to read it out loud. I don't know if I can. I'm going to try. Don't get me wrong, I love Friends by Megan Speech, by the way, or Speech? Megan Speech? Megan Speech? Don't get me wrong, I love Friends. It's an iconic show and I often, I oftentimes put it on the background while I clean or do work due to its comforting nature. Oh, it's hold on. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm gonna... <laughs> I don't want to. We haven't, even, we have, we haven't even started. This is gonna be. This is gonna break us, man. Yeah, probably. But uh, <sighs> it's just interesting because uh, this is actually a big issue many people do, and just wanted to tackle this. Putting on in something in the background. Now, I have done this in the past, of course. I think everyone did that. Some yeah. show running in the back, or even some music. 
But if you do that, it's actually bad because it just tells you that you cannot be alone with your own thoughts. You're usually probably afraid of them. Mm. And this is how you end up in this kind of bullshit because you're constantly numbing your brain with some, some random shit. And if, especially if friends is running in the background, it sort of goes directly into your subconscious because you're not realizing it consciously mm -hmm. and this shapes yourself. So this is very, very bad. And it, ex it explains how you uh, end up on her campus, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> what a classy roast, man. I don't know what's worse. Actually watching Friends, I mean, like, actually paying attention to it oh, or, yeah. or letting it run in the background. I, I actually don't know what's worse, man. I'd say, I'd say keep it off uh, at any cost. <laughs> yes. Alti continues. She says, it's pretty funny, especially when you watch it with other people and the characters really have life on the screen. Okay. Yeah. Ob ob yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's not the best show of all time. I hate it because when 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 they when they're gonna say something like this, then uh, they're gonna contradict them again. Obviously, it's yes. not the best show of all time. There are many shows I like better and that are more inclusive. Friends is a majority heterosexual cisgender white show. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> oh my god, man! Yeah, I like this. I don't know yeah. who it was on Twitter. Someone has uh, has it in his bio, uh, um, where he says he's a heteronormative cisgendered patriarch. In other <laughs> words, a man. <laughs> I like this so much because they're just throwing words around which mean nothing. Yeah. This is what they do. I mean, if you look at everything you read so far, it's what four sentences. She, she he, she. I don't even know. I don't care. Yeah. Um, hasn't said anything of worth so far. There is nothing yeah, yes, yes. interesting in these four sentences. <laughs> yeah, just oh filler text. Yeah, absolutely. However, instead of touching on the rampant racism, homophobia and transphobia that goes on in the show, I think it's time to recognize that Friends was the absolute epitome of toxic masculinity. Like, did, the, did she like watch the same show as I did? I was going to say... Um... Either that must be a different show, or this is the really the worst made-up sentence I have ever read. Uh, mm. <laughs> because where was the rampant racism? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just she's not just saying, or he, I don't even know, uh, that there is racism, like a little bit. There's rampant racism happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, <laughs> oh man, I've watched this show all the way through several times. I know every episode, and I could probably recite every word of some of them. Oh, God. Okay. It's a little unhealthy, if I'm honest. Hey, at least he, she... <laughs> no, shit. <laughs> at least he, she is a little bit self-reflective, yes, but anyway. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. However, because of this, when I was brainstorming for this, I was able to easily recall a couple episodes with this toxic masculinity off the top of my head. So here are just the ones I remember. And... Alex, are you fucking excited to, to dive into this? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking very much forward to this, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My God. Right, let's, uh, let's dive in. I gotta, I gotta read it out loud and uh, I gotta pause whenever you want. Season 3, Episode 4, it's called The One with the Metaphorical Tunnel. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested if uh, you and I are gonna maybe remember it as well as we, as we read along, because there's like not one episode where it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 
Especially not the title of the episode. Like, yeah. who the fuck knows that? I, I pretty much very well remember the pilot episode where Rachel yeah, is coming into the cafe in her bride's uh, outfit and stuff like that. It's like something that I remember, but it has like no particular episode. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, okay. This episode really embodies what toxic masculinity is. Okay, let's check it out. Uh, ben is Ross's newborn son, obtains a Barbie doll, and Ross begins to lose his mind. Mm. Yeah, get, get a little bit, get a little bit credit, man. He's, <laughs> he's got divorced by his lesbian, by his lesbian wife. <laughs> yes. But, but anyways, thus begins the gag of the episode. Ross trying to get Ben to relinquish the Barbie and play with a quote-unquote boy toy hmm. he tries giving ben monster trucks gi joes and even straight up taking the doll from ben by the end of the episode the barbie has somehow disappeared and ben is now playing with a dead approved toy uh, carol and susan i believe is this like the is like a, is the ex-wife maybe yeah, yeah the, the, the new the, the new couple, lesbian couple then yeah yeah Carol and Susan are suspicious about the Barbie's disappearance and Monica. Oh, Monica was her name, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> but we're doing a two-hour stream on Friends. But how's this? Yeah, how is it called again? Monica chimes in. So he has a doll? You used to dress up like a woman. Then after some banter, the episode ends and we see a flashback scene of young Ross dressed in his mother's clothes singing... I'm a bee, I drink tea, won't you dance around with me? It's a little funny, but also disappointing when you realize that the irony... I'm sure it's not funny. When you yeah. realize that the irony here isn't a commentary on Ross's fragile masculinity, but rather making fun of the femininity that young boys often engage in. Uh, oh, okay. Alex, Alex, I, I need you to... I need you to... Uh, <laughs> to say yeah. something. I got my brain, yeah, I mean, dude. My brain. Yeah, it's it's actually hurting. Um, <laughs> thinking about the mental gymnastics they come up with. Mm -hmm. I mean, making fun of femininity, young boys often engage in. Yeah, uh, and this is bad or what? This is what she's telling. I mean, personally, I don't have an issue if a young boy plays with a Barbie doll or something. And I know because this is a TV show. Ha. <laughs> This isn't real. It's just a mm -hmm. gag. They made fun of that because every dad, really every dad, thinks that if his son plays with a Barbie doll, they think, oh, damn, where's this going? <laughs> mm -hmm. In most cases, it doesn't go anywhere. And I think her campus would actually be one of the first who would then start um, hormone treatment for mm -hmm. the kid because apparently he's choosing another gender. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of ironic. They think that this is bad, even though it's actually just a joke, right? Yeah. Yep. And one thing that's interesting, Ross dressing up as a little girl in the past, actually is kind of foreshadowing at how he operates as a quote-unquote man later. Mm -hmm. I think. I think. I think. I think she put it pretty well. She or he? Who the fuck cares? Um, yeah. Ross's fragile masculinity. Yes. Yeah. This is this is really something that creeps through. Yeah. It's it's a very fragile masculinity he's displaying. Everybody does actually on the show. Yes, I got. I, I gotta do a little. Um, I gotta pause the the article for now because there was something I found on something I found on the internet. Um, let me check it out. When was it? Was it that one? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna put it on the screen. 
it's a it's actually a comment I found on YouTube. It was on. I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to you. Hold on a second. Yeah, it was a YouTube video from. I think this is Screen Prism, or it's now called The Take. You you know those like videos. Oh, yeah. It's actually yes. they, they did like mm, medium good things on Don Draper and all that stuff because I I yeah. liked them. They did those extra essays on on the Madman characters. So they did is there's this video from Screen Prism slash the Take, which is called Friends: The Romance of Friendship. Which oh my god, yeah. But anyways, um, and and it was interesting to to scroll through the comments of that. Um, I'm gonna wait until it pops up on your screen. Oh, should come up right now. But nevertheless, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it out loud. Okay. Um, hang on a second. Here we go. Oh yeah. Alright, nevertheless, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it out loud. So this is like top comment. It, it's actually the top comment on this video, and I'm, I was pretty pleased to hear that. Every man on Friends yes. is a walking crisis of masculinity. Nicely put. Absolutely. Nicely. Um, this is. I couldn't have said it any better, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very, very on point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 just like there's like one com uh, there's one comment at the bottom where a user says yeah Chandler is the least bad just a pretty good guy with some insecurities he and Monica were a good match and the most mature relationship uh, I know we cannot recall it pretty well but would you would you agree with that I mean obviously you have to you have to pick something I was just gonna say uh, I wouldn't call it a relationship but if compared uh, a healthy relationship but compared to the others uh, maybe mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Chandler really was the one for me who seemed the most immature, like the most childish. Yes. Because he was yes. like, this is what I got from him. Um, I mean, Ross had other issues just with women in general, but he wasn't like this this childish kind of guy all the time, um, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But if I, I have a tough time really picking someone to be the best out of this because they're all very bad <laughs> when it comes to these things. <laughs> So I don't, don't, don't want to take, take a pick, man. Yeah. This, is, this is gonna be a tough. One. All right, I'm gonna continue with the article again. Take some time to pops on the screen, but I'm gonna start already with it. Uh, back to her campus and why Friends is the epitome of toxic masculinity. Season six, episode eight, the one with Ross's teeth. Hmm. The running gag for this episode is Joey's new roommate, Janine, uh, is decorating the apartment with uh, quote-unquote girly decor, and this is only brought to Joey's attention when Chandler points it out. However, it's evident that Joey really likes the quote-unquote girly things that Janine has around and moves several of them from the common space to his own room after Chandler's derogatory complaints. Then Chandler is mocked throughout the episode by being surrounded by quote-unquote girly activities like Joey's newfound knowledge of flower arrangements and <clears throat> walking in on Ross putting on makeup in order to dull the white of his bleached teeth. This episode feels more mocking of Chandler, but comments like where are all the men make it much more unpleasant. Am I the only one who is pretty lost right now? No. Uh, <laughs> what's what's the point of? I don't really. No, get I'm it, just man. laughing because uh, <laughs> if if a quote or even a phrase like "Where are all the men?" which is 
I mean, you know exactly why this was said in that episode <laughs> to make fun of the masculinity of these guys. Mm -hmm. But if this makes it unpleasant to you, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're having issues, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is really just a joke. What's unpleasant about that? Yeah, as uh, I don't really even lost, but it gets better. Next, next uh, paragraph, season eight, episode thirteen, the one where Chandler takes a bath. I'm not sure this is how the episode is called, but anyways. Um, it might be. Honestly. Yeah, who knows, be. who knows, who knows, <laughs> you, you were watching it in German, I take it. Yes, Yes, I me too, me too. Okay. The episode, this episode honestly gets on my nerves. Oh, okay. That's like your issue, not the episode's issue. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. <laughs> this is like me after the fifth Twilight movie, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, I kept my cool, I was, yeah. I was okay. But anyways, Chandler appears to be having a stressful time at work, so Monica, his loving wife, decides to do something nice for him and draws a relaxing bath. Chandler objects to the bath, claiming that it's too girly, but eventually gets in and finds that the bath is really relaxing and enjoyable. In order to make himself feel better about being in a bath, he has a toy boat with him for masculinity. <laughs> Oh god, this is probably the worst sentence I've ever read on masculinity. I, th I think the I think the problem is that the author of this article actually actually thinks this is oh man, yeah, the fucking kid, man. You know, like, dude, when I see a man in a bathtub with a toy boat, yeah, masculinity—that's the first thing that comes to my mind. This is yeah, exactly, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that. Uh, this is the first thing I was thinking of yeah. with a toy boat in the bath. That's really not masculinity. That's uh, a boy's thing, if anything. But okay. That was before Twitter and cold showers and all that, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. However, he's a little ashamed of his newfound bath love. Okay, he's ashamed of that, but not of the toy bowl, but anyways. Yeah. And he gets embarrassed when people see him taking the bath. What, what kind of people see him taking a bath, yeah. man? What kind of in incestuous community does they live in man um yeah apparently there's like people who see him taking a bath <laughs> because it's girly <clears throat> this is all fine also like, yeah sure, sure yeah wait sorry uh what you're gonna read out now is uh, this is all fine and well apparently it isn't otherwise you wouldn't write a whole paragraph on how it isn't fine yeah and well. yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah, he gets embarrassed when people see him taking the bath because it's girly. This is all fine and well, but the comment that gets me is actually Monica's. When Chandler steals a bath, she's drawn and he won't get out. Monica takes the toy boat and says, Now you're just a girl in a tub and walks out. I just don't get it. Yeah, me, yeah, me, me, me neither. neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, this is really, this is like, uh, it's really nitpicking, I gotta say. This is very nitpicking, but mm. also it just shows you um, that these episodes obviously don't make sense. They're just uh, it... yes. Yes, I mean, this was nineteen ninety four something. Uh, like. can, can, you can you repeat to... what you just said? You kind of dropped out for for a second. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, this really just shows that these. Mm -hmm or the show rather these episodes are not meant to have a deeper meaning they're really just meant to be funny mm -hmm. and they used obviously things like uh the masculinity and stuff from back in the days uh for, it was 1994 right um there was yes. a difference than there is 
than to it right now, pretty mm -hmm. much, obviously. And it was actually better, in my opinion, but never mind. And then nitpicking this so deeply about anything that's been said in there, like quote-unquote and the exact words, I mean, what a waste of time for the person who did that article. <laughs> Uh, good good news is we are we are already approaching the end. Oh, nice. Season nine, episode six. This is the last one she's mentioning. The one with the male nanny. Ooh, I can't I can't really see where this is going. Yeah. I think I think this is my least favorite episode. Ross and Rachel. Why am I why am I talking like a girl? Ross and Rachel having just had their new baby Emma. Oh, I remember it was called Emma. Are oh, searching yeah. for a nanny so Rachel can return to work without worrying about Emma or burdening her mother. Mm. Neither of them like any of the candidates, but Rachel is over the moon when a male candidate comes in and kills the competition. He's cheery and open and has a great connection with Emma and all that. What could possibly go wrong? Well, Ross. <clears throat> Ross has a serious problem with the ideas of male nanny, claiming that the man is too sensitive and that he doesn't want the man to, to take care of Emma. Wait, I gotta reread it. Claiming that the man is too sensitive, probably the, the nanny is too sensitive, and that he yeah, doesn't nanny, want, yeah. mm -hmm, and that he doesn't want the man to the man to take care of Emma. There are hints throughout the episode that Ross is jealous of the man. There are hints throughout this whole series that Ross is an yes. insecure little bitch. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so I said Ross is jealous of the nanny, but the main issue here really seems to be Ross's protection of masculinity and misogynistic expectation. For women to be caretakers. Whoa, that was a lot of projection on her part. Or uh, may maybe, know. maybe we're not uh, we're not assuming anything here on Red Smoke. No, no, but especially the last part. Um, <clears throat> in no way did Ross ever say it, that women should be caretakers. He, I think, is really just saying that. It's actually what he said, right? Oh, yeah. Because this is what he she mentioned here, that he doesn't that he thinks this male caretaker is too sensitive. And this is actually the first time I would have potentially agreed with Ross, if anything, that a sensitive male shouldn't really be the caretaker of your child because he will most likely give the child uh, wrong values, so to speak, or wrong mm. interaction with other people. But even if you disagree with that or agree with it, it doesn't really matter. In no way did Ross ever say anything about uh, that women should be caretakers. Yeah. So this is I kind I of I don't think I don't think that's a problem here in that scene anyways. I think he's like he's like insecure. I don't remember. It might be a it might be a good looking guy. I don't remember. Yeah, I, 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 gotta, I gotta look it up, uh, which I don't want to do right now. But it could be like this is like a good looking guy. Or else like jealous. Oh, I may, 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 might steal my girl and all stuff like that. I know that that makes sense. I don't think this has like anything to do with expectations yeah. for women to be caretakers. This is like yeah, I think you put it quite well as expectations. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, you can like, put yeah. this uh, virtually on anything at yeah. all times if you really dig for it which is what mm. the person does or did and I actually like the the last word of the article because it, it describes the whole article quite well yeah absolutely it's uh, just crazy yeah. yeah that's that's really it <laughs> oh uh we got german comments in the live chat Malzeit from dami gohan yeah Malzeit to you back dude okay, <laughs> i got the german spirit in here man nice one all right, let's, let's, let's finish up this, this bullshit article. As I was thinking over these instances, along with other smaller instances in the show, of fragile and toxic masculinity, I realized something. 
Joey, the macho ladies man, appears to be the male character with most confidence in his masculinity. Uh, would you would you agree with that? Um, I guess in the scenario we see uh, yes. I'd say yes. Yeah. So. I'd say it's difficult, man. I'd probably say yes. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, Chandler is like this. They're they're all like very childish, you know. But I'd say again, if I had to pick, probably yeah, Joey, probably. Oh God! Uh, I guess you're gonna proceed reading that because I just went ahead a little bit. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be. Um, yeah. Sorry, this is a Joyce the Matcha Lazy Man appears to be my character with most confidence in his masculinity. He's open and accepting throughout the show and has the least amount of shitty comments towards the other characters regarding their masculinity. Mm, hell, there's an episode where Joey wears Rachel's underwear. <laughs> something Ross could never do. We don't know that. Actually, he did it as a child. And Chandler would need something in return to do. See the episode with Julia Roberts. Okay. It's almost as... Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah you go. Yeah, yeah the funny thing is... Um, so he, she, it is virtually saying that if you wear a woman's underwear, that is a sign of your masculinity. Is that what she's <laughs> trying to say there? Because, like... <laughs> or, like, if you're fine with it... Um, I mean, obviously, of course, it's part of your confidence if you are, if it doesn't hurt your masculine ego. I get it. I understand this this angle. Mm -hmm. But uh, why is this even mentioned as being part of a masculine? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, hell? man. <sighs> it's almost as if I'm having. Con uh, it's almost as if having confidence and comfort in your sexuality and masculinity allows you to be open to things which are considered to be feminine and not for men. What a bullshit straw man argument there. Yes, absolutely. Like maybe <laughs> nice I maybe straw. maybe I'm comforting, uh, maybe I'm comforted in my sexuality as a misogynist, you know. And this this allows oh, no. me this that, allows this, this allows me to good. open up, you know. Of course it's no, like no, just not uh, at all. yeah. <laughs> God damn. You know what's funny? Um there you go, man. Because this whole thing, this whole article is, um, he, she talks about fragile and toxic masculinity. And this mm -hmm. is actually, the, the connection between the two is where we agree. Because we say that if you have a very fragile masculinity, that is part of toxic masculinity. Like the absence of masculinity is the toxic side. Just yeah. he, she, it has a very weird approach on what fragile masculinity actually is. <clears throat> So this uh, is where this gets yeah. very weird yeah that's what i call but, toxic yeah. bitch but anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we know uh i guess me megan spitch uh, is a girl i guess i don't know mm, yeah i i i don't wanna i i don't i don't oh it says it says she at the bottom so i oh. guess uh, oh okay she has an english ma english major and minors in religious studies they always not, not they right. always do man they always yeah, do. yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> that's also nice uh, that, when that, she's not writing she can be found reading sleeping or eating you, you mean like natural human things <laughs> what a great personality man I, i'm impressed oh my god yeah the, the, probably also new york times best-selling author again yeah, yeah, it's like they, they all they all are <laughs> oh my god okay yeah that um, was tough man <clears throat> absolutely yeah but, but, but we've yeah we've been strong we, we made it it's actually the um there's another nice 
I would say article. See, the thing is, you know, this um, this YouTube channel, The Take or Screen Prism. I think it was called Screen Prism and it migrated into The Take. Uh, I actually enjoy, like I said, watching those videos. But the problem is, I cannot. We cannot like watch it together for obvious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, for for uh, copyright reasons as well, but also for um, yeah, I put this right. CPU reasons of my computer. So what I have here is uh, they have this wonderful website on the take dot com uh, where you can read the transcript to their videos. And there there's this one there's this one video I would love to do watch together together, but um, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't. It's called "I'm a Toxic Friend," I guess, and <laughs> you see Ross on it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not trying. Many people may be listening to us and saying, "Okay, you, you guys are you guys are moving in circles." You know, we always talk about the same thing, like yeah, the, toxic messy. But this is actually a this is actually a video where I found a lot of. Hmm, let me let me put it this way: like, a lot of truth, a lot of truth bombs there. And I'd love to not get through the whole thing because it's really big, but at least a, a little bit. I think you can see it on the um, I think you can see it on the screen yes. right now. The problem with Ross from Friends, I totally agree that there is a big problem with this character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was first saying like yeah, maybe a maybe toxic friend if you if you may call it. But anyways, I'm gonna, gonna go ahead and read it out loud. <clears throat> Ross Geller, played by David Schwimmer, uh, is one of TV's original nice guys. Yep. Yes. Yet, yet ever since... Uh, what does the term nice guy mean to you, Alex? Like, um, yeah, we can talk about oh, yeah. like TV or also we can talk about real life. What is, uh, what is, what is the, there's obviously like this misconception maybe out there. So what does the term nice guy, quote unquote, mean to you? It is a big misconception about this because it's actually quite a loaded term these days. Mm. Everyone puts his own mm. meaning into it. Into it. <clears throat> I think the nice guy, as we know it, the, like the bad nice guy, so to speak, is the guy who tries everything to to please everyone except himself. Like he's nice to everyone. He never offends people, and he's yeah, he's just a loser. That's pretty much mm -hmm. it because he neville stands up for himself he's always nice he's the the nice guy yeah pretty much yeah. that's where it comes from there is however other side of nice guy when you are a man who is completely fine with himself everything he does and you're mm -hmm. fine with offending people but you are generally nice to people because that's what you should be right mm -hmm. um in most cases at least so there is already where this gets confused a lot yeah. but the original nice guy i think this uh, article or video is referring to is the bad side of it and this is actually one of the articles or like uh, videos where I say, oh yes, finally someone who puts it, uh, yeah. Feels like it, obviously the article we had before was like, uh, it's like bullshit, obviously. But um, yeah, of course. this is actually, uh, you know, I was trying to get a little bit of people who are listening, maybe a little bit of practical advice, maybe something they can actually learn from us. And yeah, this, this is a pretty nice thing. Um, Ever since Friends ended in 2004, we've been able to take a more critical look at Ross and spot some of the many red flags we once disregarded. Through this retrospective lens, we can see Ross as an example of male fragility. He's a guy who's so preoccupied with proving that he's a man, he often ends up overcompensating and even hurting others in the process. This is, this is uh, on point. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely on point. This is, yeah... 
I think it's yeah, male fragility and all this stuff. Uh, why do you think that is? Or like, I don't want to do a character study on this guy, but uh, you know what I'm trying to say? It's uh, yes, um, I actually uh, totally agree. He is <laughs> his biggest issue is really that he's trying to prove to everyone that he is a man, uh, ex except to himself. Funnily enough, yeah, <clears throat> because if he would just be fine with himself and actually do something that he enjoys instead of trying to please others all the time, then he would find his masculinity, I guess, at some point at least. Yes. Um, but he's that character that all, like, he's the classic nice guy, as it said before. He tries to prove to other people all the time that he's such a man mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> instead of just being it. Because he's so focused on this external validation. This is exactly the issue. He gets his validation of being a man from other people as opposed mm -hmm. to from himself. And this is the actual key issue mo most men actually have these days, I would say. Yeah, and a, <clears throat> a little bit of what uh, what the show is trying to to teach you, so to speak. Yes. You know, like uh, you, you're never being like shown an example of someone taking, you know, taking like, uh, responsibility and saying, yeah, "Okay, I'm gonna gonna reach my goal." Like the way this mafia article just just tells it, that we talked about this in the beginning. Like, yeah, you don't have to change the world. You don't have to. Uh, I don't have to be someone special. Just like, uh, just like live. And this is basically what yes. what it says. Like basically being a being a fish in the water. Except a fish yeah. can can sometimes uh, change the direction. Like a, like a, like a dead fish, you know. It's it's really yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yet after ten seasons of questionable behavior, Ross ends up getting his dream girl anyway. Oh, he does. Okay. <laughs> I guess kind of yeah. forgot about that, but yeah, I uh, forgot about it as well. But he actually does get together with Rachel, um, mm -hmm. which is also bullshit. But it's a TV show, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's our take on the many toxic gateways from takeaways from Roscoe's story and the lessons he can teach us about how not to be a good friend. Hmm. Okay. So I'm, gonna, so, so I'm gonna go through. So I'm not gonna go through all of this because it's a pretty long thing, but uh, it's pretty interesting. I would like to I'd like to know what you think of it. Roskeller is one of TV's original nice guys. Yet ever since Friends ended, we've been able to take a more critical look. Oh, I think it's the same fucking shit. Yeah, some it, it starts actually with the same. Mm -hmm. You need to scroll down. Yeah, for some, some reason. Some <laughs> some fans have even gone so far as to remove the laugh track from certain scenes. Have you have you seen it? If if you haven't. Uh, Wait until the stream is finished. I was listening to another new tab and just type in Ross Friends without laugh tracks. Actually, pretty disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe that. I think there's this scene where Rachel tells him, Yeah, I'm pregnant. And you can see Ross like looking at her in disbelief. Uh, and in the, in the um, series, we have like a laugh track behind that. And it's, yeah, it's funny, obviously. Well, there's like this edit without a laugh track, and it actually looks like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> this is also an interesting point you you bring up there with the laugh tracks because yeah, what's this it, virtually what's it take on there? yeah, I think I've actually said this before at some point, but I don't know if it wasn't on the podcast or somewhere else. But these laugh tracks actually do sort of. I'm not, I'm not going to use the word indoctrinate, but it does give you an idea of what you should laugh at. Even if you mm -hmm. don't actually think that. And because if anyone else is laughing, you usually laugh as well because it's just contagious, right? Sure. And it sort of triggers something in your in your brain. And these are placed carefully to show you, obviously, that this is now funny. 
And back in the days when they were actually performing in these arenas, so to speak, I don't know what's the word is there, mm. but um, and actual people were laughing if something was actually funny. That was different, right? But now they just play this track, and I think this is actually quite bad uh, because, yeah, it tells you what you should be thinking there or should be thinking is funny, and it isn't actually something you might think is funny yourself. And this is, again, I think very bad. Yeah, it's like, you know, manipulation is well done if you don't yes. recognize it, you know, if it's like under the radar, so to speak. And the best jokes, like when I think of TV or, or movies, they're like, they're, they're not from sitcoms, you know, they're oh, like yes. from, 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 from shows or like movies uh, where I figure, sometimes I laugh about scenes in, in TV shows and movies where... And no one else laughs about it. And people look at me and say, well, what are you laughing at? And I say, but I'm cracking over this shit right now, you know? Yes. Because I personally find it funny. And that's, that, that, that's a, these are actually scenes or moments even. I can still recall. I can still recall where I was at that time. It's uh, it's, it's a beautiful experience. But yeah, this overdosing of uh, laughing. Like, who the fuck? Did, how long does an episode take? Maybe 20, 30 minutes? Who laughs that much? You know, imagine binging this whole thing. You cannot laugh for eight hours, man. It's like yes, goodbye dopamine, okay. man. What's what's that? Uh, yeah. Also, not a advocate for for laugh tracks and all that. Definitely, uh, definitely a good point. There. Yeah. I mean, why would you even need that? In my opinion, this is the weird thing to me. Like, this is a it's show a... displaying something. Mm-hmm. Why do you need the laugh track underneath? If it's funny, you will laugh anyway, right? Why do yeah. you need it? If anything, it's actually a distraction if you have this background noise. But. Obviously, it's done intentionally to tell you that this is funny and now you should laugh. Do you, do you remember there was this one tweet? I'm, I clicked it away. I'm not going to find it anyways. But there was this one there. So, yeah, uh, gave me, the, you know, watching Friends gave me comfort. I think having the illusion yes. of watching this with a crowd of other people is, you know, that uh, even helps with that, doesn't it? I don't think, I, oh, don't yeah, think I don't think it's about the laughing part. To Of course, it's also cheap emotional manipulation, but also... Hey, I'm gonna watch it with a bunch of friends, you know, who, uh, who friends, you know, that, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> who who also laugh at the stuff and, yeah, kind of gives you. I think this is a show. I was like a hot take, but this is a show made for lonely people. I don't think people who actually have friends watch Friends. I agree totally, definitely. I think that's totally the case. Um, yeah. If you're feeling lonely and you hear these love tracks and you see friends being together, this. Makes you feel better, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't fix anything. Like yeah. at all, if anything, it makes it worse. But it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's also the same with those. Those like uh, again. Now I'm gonna say correctly. Shit flicks, and by that I'm referring to those uh, to rom coms and stuff like that. I also think that this is uh, the target audience. Definitely singles. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't think. Course. I don't think like couples who are like actually happy together. They're not watching this crap. Nah, so it's, it's it's really interesting, isn't it? That it's it, yes, yeah, like like selling this illusion. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a penny dropping for me right now. Yes, exactly. Also, if you watch these things as a couple, if anything, um, I guess you watched uh, Twilight with your girlfriend, right? Yeah. So, if anything, this was really just funny and stupid to watch because it's so over the top, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just know because you are in a relationship that this is not real life, like not even close. Yeah. If anything, it's just stupid to watch. Mm-hmm. But if you're single, I guess you're searching this kind of 
over the top thing so do you have something in your life so yeah this is really the, the target audience i have fucking people saying yeah i wish i had those kind of friends in my own life this is exactly what the show yes. uh makes out for you know this is uh, uh I, i cannot endorse this Mm -mm. not, at, not all. at all there's actually let, let me see if i can find it um This one comment I screenshotted a few comments then yeah there it is I put it on the screen and we can proceed with the article in a minute let me do this first this is <laughs> this is interesting um, I'd say it's I saved the photo as uh, I type in friendsfantasy.png and I think it's pretty fitting I'm gonna read it out loud it's gonna pop up on your screen in a few seconds uh, from a user on YouTube it was on this It was on this uh, YouTube video. Uh, I showed up earlier, you know, this like romance, friendship, and stuff like that. And he says, and it pretty much sums up what we said earlier. Uh, the comment says, In high school, this is the type of friendship me and my friends had. And then when I moved away for college and found myself amongst brand new people, I was shocked to see how different friendship was in the real world. And then he says, I hate it because I miss this type of friendship. God damn it! I was actually liking what he said until yeah, the until, last part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of Rich Cooper's uh, tweet. Yeah. I, I oh, like yes, what he said, absolutely. except from the twenty thousand words afterwards. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think you see it now. Um, yeah, that's the. Yeah, I was gonna say he had a great introspection there to see that the real world is different mm -hmm. uh, and how friendship works. But he still didn't make the connection that friends is bullshit, and uh, he he was just being told a false lie and the friendship he had with his friends before so to speak he still didn't make the connection even though he understood that it's different it's weird to me. isn't that a little bit Just... uh, denying reality there oh yes absolutely oh my god man yeah let's uh let's proceed with the with the article from the take gonna read it uh through this retrospective lens we can see ross as an example of male fragility He's a guy who's so preoccupied with proving he's a man, he often ends up... Okay, this ends up more... Yeah. He ends up overcompensating and even hurting others in the process, and perhaps more than anything, he's a narcissist, too focused on himself and his own needs to ever deploy emotionally. Uh, yay. Kind of. Yeah, I would say kind of. I mean, he's... Yeah, of course he has this negative narcissism that he tries to have his own masculinity proven all the time mm -hmm. but it's from a different source because he wants it externally which is really the issue there but yeah this obviously because he tries it all the time to have his masculinity be proven by other people which is just stupid if you speak it out but it's what he does mm -hmm. um this makes it a real issue for all the people around him and himself right. obviously so we're gonna dive deeper into the character of ross gala i guess yeah um toxic takeaway number one protect your manhood at all costs okay it's not toxic uh, for me but anyways uh not surprised but nevertheless th this is what i like about the take i don't agree with the uh, notion that it became pretty vogue actually as well uh, especially lately but they're pretty good at analyzing stuff I wish they would like just analyze it and just leave it there, not like put yeah. there, put the fucking sticker on it. You know, let, let let me let me decide if this is toxic or not. You actually analyze it pretty well, but anyways, 
Ross is a classic example of a guy who regards his masculinity as under perpetual attack. According to Dr. Something, boys who grow up feeling insecure, having difficulties, behaving in a way that is fiercely egalitarian. And when these boys grow up, they become insecure. Men who cope by attempting to dominate. I've got to finish this and then we talk about as Dr. Narvaez writes, the fragile male uses his survival instincts, territoriality, rivalry, uh, routines, and group loyalty to move through the social world. Yes. Uh, Ross certainly falls back on this survival instincts. As we see, he demonstrates territoriality over the woman he dates. He makes a rival out of his ex-wife's new partner, Carol. Likewise, any man who dare intrude on his territory, such as Rachel's other romantic interests, and I think that refers to the babysitter situation, yeah, um, so. or even her male co-workers, are met with grudges and suspicion. Uh, that's a question. Is that territoriality or is that insecurity? Where's the, where do you draw the line? I mean, obviously, like, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you have a wife and she's like working, probably, probably working with other men, you know. I mean, I'm gonna freak out about that now. <laughs> it's like, it's like, how insecure am I? You know, the question is where, where do you draw the line? Yeah, I would have actually said that this isn't really territoriality, in my opinion. It's really just insecurity that mm-hmm. he feels losing her, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, just because another dude is around, this is obviously bad. Because um, if anything, if you're fine with yourself then you are fine with what other people do if she decides to do to be with another guy then that's her choice there's no need to, to force her to do anything or her loss rather um i mean but you still obviously have a territory around your relationship yeah, right yeah. which just means uh, your wife is not supposed to uh, be like with men all the time mm-hmm. um for the man i would say because i mean yeah why why would that be the case now this doesn't mean you invade this all the time and uh, you're weird like Ross is in the show uh, to the other guys and virtually to everyone because of it. You just make clear boundaries. You say, all right, I don't want that mm-hmm. for whatever reason. That's your thing. Totally fine. And then that's it. You, no need to be running there all the time and being yeah. insecure about it. But I think this is a, a different approach, really. Mm. Yeah, I would call it like, yeah, I would call it, of course... He does it for a reason, yeah, survival instincts, you can call it that. But I I might have those same instincts as well, but I also have like self control, you know. Yes, exactly. That's a little I bit mean, like 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 he's so dominated by his instincts or by his emotions. It's like th- th- there's this scene of there's this line of dialogue and then I'm gonna let you talk. Ross says, Look, if you're not working with him anymore, why do you still have to do stuff with him? Rachel says, Because he's my friend. Ross says, okay, but do you really need another friend? Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah. He could have just said what he actually meant there. Um, if he would be a man in safe in his masculinity, mm-hmm. he would have just told her, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course he's just your friend, but he might just become uh, another dude in your life or another more than just a friend, pretty quickly. Mm. This is what he really meant. He was really just afraid, so to speak, that she will end up with him at some point and ditch yeah. him. Which yeah. is, again, his own insecurity, but um, just putting it that way is really weird. Absolutely. Uh, many men will, fry, will try to frame their nerdiness. I think it's, I think it's for a neediness. And I will try yeah, to frame exactly. their uh, uh, neediness, especially when it leads to their being rejected by girls as a form of trauma. 
And even though he's channeled those nerdy interests, okay, nerdy interests into a successful career, he obviously has no problem with attracting women. It's clear that Ross has crafted a narrative about himself as someone who is unfairly demeaned and emasculated. Okay, yeah. hold on. Uh, in what way do we actually know that he doesn't have a problem with attracting women? Do you do you recall the scene where he's like cheating on Rachel? It's I don't know when it happened, but yeah, there, there was like an. It was pretty. I I can yeah. I said I said I cannot recall any scene. I can't even remember. He's like in the bar. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And she she kind of she kind of gets him drunk and and see Ross get pretty dark there man the way he looks and 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 he's giving in there and he's like uh, yeah sleeping with this with this random uh, girl there um yeah but apart from that i wouldn't especially call Ross a womanizer a playboy or whatever you would call it no, absolutely especially he's pretty awkward around women <clears throat> Yes, he is. And after all, this is uh, just a show. No, I mean, uh, the, what's he, what is he, a paleontologist, something like that, in the show? Yes, I don't even know. yes, yes. Um, I don't think there are many of these men who actually have a lot of women. Um, maybe I'm being an asshole here right now, but yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so again, this is just a show, right? And him having a lot of or easy access, let's put it that way, to women is really just... Uh, the show, and I don't see why this has anything to do with his masculinity. Mm -hmm. Hmm. This low self-esteem is only compounded by Ross's first marriage, which ends when his wife leaves him for another woman. That's well, nice as he said for another woman. <laughs> In 2012, psychologists Joseph Mandela and Jennifer Boss proposed the theory of precarious manhood. The idea that manhood is seen as a precarious social status that is both difficult to achieve and tenuously held. Uh, I like that idea. It is difficult to achieve, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, I agree um, with that. But it's not like uh, you get a badge or something from someone. Um, mm. It's really just what you do all day and how you like your own life, pretty much. I wouldn't say this is... It's difficult because you have to take 100% responsibility for everything you do. This makes it hard just by nature, obviously, because there's a lot of shit to do. Um, and you can lose it pretty quickly, I guess, if you fuck up again. But yeah, um, I don't know why they make it so so complicated. It's really just <laughs> being responsible for everything you do. Now it gets a little bit um, to a territory which I again don't like. Like I said, the take analyzes pretty well, but I am not... We both are not a uh, not endorsing like therapy and all this stuff. And I don't like the way he said... His awkward adolescence and his divorce can explain some of his constant self-victimization. Uh, I, I skipped ahead a bit. And it's always like oh, yeah. this. Always, yeah, of course, character-wise, it makes sense. We're talking about fictional characters on television. But in real life, I always like this. Oh, yeah, you could, you, because you know, childhood and, uh, I don't know, like a traumatic experience. And uh, yeah, you spilled the orange juice as a five-year-old. You know, stuff like that. Um... It's always like, yeah, there, there's a reason why he is that way, the way he is, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah this is this this victim position they try to use all the time. Mm -hmm. That, yeah, you've had a bad childhood, or you had bad parents and all of this, and uh, this is why you are like that right now. Yep. No, absolutely not. Um, if you are 30 years old or whatever, um, you are 
or you should be at least uh, a bunch of years out of your parents' house and they don't have that much of an influence mm -hmm. on you anymore, mm -hmm. at least they shouldn't. Um, but whatever happened in your childhood is A, long gone, and you should have, you should be fine with that already. I mean, it's been your childhood, right? You're a different person now. And using this as an excuse, which is what they always do mm. for shitty behavior, is really just bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah, I like the last sentence of this takeaway, where the text says, uh, The trouble is Ross often uses these things to justify the way he victimizes and mistreats others. Uh, yeah, yes. not only harmful to you, but also harmful to others. Definitely. It's... Uh, it, 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 <sighs> this issue really a, is... Yeah, yeah. Sorry. There you go. Yeah, if you are <clears throat> so insecure in your own masculinity mm. and you always tr want from other people to validate you, which is really what Ross does all the time, then this puts uh, a lot of pressure on the other people. And uh, yes. this whole relationship with them is just uh, always very tense because you always want them virtually to to validate your fragile ego, which is just, just bullshit because they have no obligation to do that. Mm -hmm. And but if you expect this all the time, which is why we come back to expectations, then this is a result for disaster. <laughs> so this is where Ross's story is really something you can take away from. Uh, don't have your masculinity validated by other people. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. This is very bad. Absolutely. Toxic takeaway number two: Your fulfillment matters the most. I wish there wasn't like the word toxic in there. Yeah. This is actually something I would. Uh, I would say, uh, and I would claim, yeah, my fulfillment matters the most, actually, as a man. Yes, this is... uh, I was going to say the toxic definitely needs to go from that, and then it would be more objective, mm -hmm. just takeaway number two. But I do agree, uh, I think a man's purpose is, and I said this before, is divine. That's, what, that's why I call it the mm -hmm. divine purpose. It's the first thing that comes in your life, and everything else comes after that. Mm -hmm. Because this is the only thing that will be with you until you die, right? Yes. So yes. this is why it is number one. It's actually quite simple. It's very interesting. I was reading a little bit ahead. I'm going to read it out loud now. The very first time we ever meet Ross in the pilot episode, uh, he's reeling from his recent divorce. But Ross isn't missing Carol specifically. He just wants a woman, any woman, to fill the role of his wife. I think you, I think you said something earlier about this. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's this behavior that really, yeah, insecurity sums it up pretty much. So when Rachel walks into the central perk, uh, wearing her wedding dress, Ross takes it as a sign. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was really just a comic relief, obviously, in a funny show. Uh, yeah. Because it was just this quote-unquote random coincidence that fit the script they were talking about. Okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't read too much into that, <laughs> personally. Yeah, what do you say about like this, this stuff? Like People say, like, okay, I take it as a sign, or I'm, I'm going to skip ahead a bit, where, where there's this quote, Rachel says to Ross, Ross, you planned out the next 20 years of our lives, so we've been dating for like six weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. how, how do you describe like behavior like this? Because it's, it's somehow familiar, and familiar by... By that I mean, like from other sitcoms, I'm thinking like How I Met Your Mother and stuff like that. I, I don't think you have seen it. It's always like the same thing, like this, this, yeah, I'd say this over romanticizing stuff. Like, oh yeah, I, I take it as a sign that you take it as a sign that a girl comes into a cafe with a, you know, dressed as a bride. If she probably she probably has some issues, man. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. And this is again, I think, immaturity in my in my opinion, because yeah. um, it means that some other bigger, whatever it is, God or whoever, okay. has a plan for you. And if you believe in determinism or not, it's fine. I think that's a different topic. But in this case, it really just means you are virtually saying you don't have control over your own life mm -hmm. and you need some other power to do that for you uh, if you believe in these kind of things. And also, there's a lot of attachment in that. Like, as she says, and this is also what drives any woman away, if you've just been dating and she's having fun with the dates, etc., and you're already talking about uh, like housewife and kids and all of that, um, this will drive her away because you cannot enjoy the moment. You're already trying to do things in the future in a different universe, so to speak, oh, which yeah. isn't right now. And this is just bad. Just enjoy the moment, man. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I wish we could continue. It's actually a pretty interesting article, but uh, we're slowly getting out of time. So yeah. uh, I, I got a few more interesting YouTube comments and we actually have to close something. Uh, I could go on for hours, I think. This is... Uh, Actually, pretty insightful, yeah. Of course, cringy and all that. If you think, uh, think about the whole reunion bullshit, but yes, um, I screenshotted, like I said, uh, let's see, best comments from from that one here. Romance of friendship, friends analysis, another screen prism stuff, and um, yeah, I mentioned one. This is uh, oh yeah, this one we had already. Yeah, this again. Uh, you know, I don't want people to think we are like uh, repeating ourselves, but there's this, there's this, uh, <laughs> there's this comment on this video. He says, uh, "Well, for Ross, it's very simple. He didn't need a relationship. He didn't need any women. He didn't need a girlfriend. He didn't need Rachel. Uh, Ross only needed the therapy." Uh, yeah, it's almost, oh. right. almost right. Yeah, it's like uh, I, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but. Yeah, it's also also stuff that you keep keep seeing on there. Those comments. It's again the same with this comment. In the beginning, I actually did agree. Uh, mm. He didn't need any woman or any wife or anything because the, this is just really trying to cope for something. But the yeah. therapy is not the issue. Just accept your fucking past, man. It's not Absolutely. that hard. You don't need yeah. someone else to tell you that. <laughs> totally, man. It's always the same. I mean, yeah, we have this. Uh, look, I, I keep being reminded of of this argument because this is like something that that bugs me you know the the, the more we talk about it uh, i, I kind of keep this for myself I, th this argument of you know flawed characters in a tv show will always be more relatable than unrealistically good ones you know and i gotta yes. I, I gotta agree with this statement you know we we talked about star wars we talked about ray fucking skywalker fucking space yeah. jesus you know i can't do yes. anything very boring there's no way you can like uh, empathize with her but also, yeah, I understand the, the, the argument, but um, yeah, there are flawed characters. But would you say anyone in this uh, in the series, I, I can actually only think of Chandler, maybe, who grows a little bit, who becomes a little bit more mature. Or from all yeah. those, you know, pilot episode, everyone is flawed, extremely flawed. Does anyone like grows throughout this series? Can you, can you recall that in any way? Not that I'm aware of. Honestly, um, except for, yeah, Chandler, maybe a little bit. Um, I agree with that. But anyone else really just stays the same over 200 fucking episodes, mm. uh, <laughs> which is quite telling. Um, yeah, I don't think... 
And this, you see, this is really what I don't like about the current society and this whole thing with therapy all the time, mm -hmm. that they think if a character has flaws, that definitely he needs a huge fixing bomb, so to speak, done by the therapy, so he's actually becoming whole again. And mm -hmm. for me, I don't know if you think the same, but I think if someone has a flaw, a person, that actually is some sort of edge he has, which another person can latch onto. Mm -hmm. By which I mean, a completely perfect person, in my opinion, A doesn't exist. But even then, this is boring, right? This is what we said before with uh, mm -hmm. Ray Skywalker. But if you have some flaws or some, some weird beliefs, at least to some degree, that's something that makes you a person. Mm -hmm. That is something... I find interesting in you, even though it might not agree with what I think, mm -hmm. but it's something that makes you different than anyone else. And this, I think, is something I like. Um, and it's not something you need to to fix all the time. Now, obviously, with Ross, I mean, he has flaws that just ruin his whole life. You <laughs> yeah. know? Uh, that is different, obviously. That should see some fixing. But um, this whole notion that every, fun, uh, every law, uh, flaw always needs to be fixed in a person is weird to me. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, really like, you know, I don't have anything against flawed characters, quite the opposite, you know, and you, again, yeah. again, I talk about Breaking Bad, and I don't want to, I don't want to compare a drama series to a sitcom, because the whole purpose of a sitcom is, you know, I, I want to be fair, and the whole yes. purpose of a sitcom, of course, is like to just like, mildly entertain and may give you like one or two good laughs. You know, that's it. I can understand. I can, I can respect it. It makes sense. However, in that case, I would have to mock every sitcom. You know, I would have to, I was to bash every sitcom and saying, yeah, uh, not really something, there is something that you can, you can take away anything from, because this is basically just white noise in the background. Yes. It's nothing of exactly. nothing of substance. Nothing of it's like a very meaningless drama. It goes uh, you have dr like very artificial drama. Fuck did they make ten seasons of this bullshit? Um, well, it's just like yeah. How how do you have ten seasons equals ten years in this in this alternate universe? There, um, how do you have like ten years of struggle and all this stuff every day? How do you not grow in those years? Yes, you know. I mean, I yeah, think I think yeah. I think you could potentially balance a sitcom with maybe a little bit of growth. Maybe you know, like yeah, keep the keep the humor. I I might even say there are a few good jokes in there. I'm sure I I yeah, laughed sure. about a few jokes there. They, they weren't stupid doing this doing this whole series. There are some pretty good jokes from time to time. Balance this, but uh, give it also a little bit of substance. You know, just a little bit. This is, otherwise, this becomes very pointless. However, I have the impression that you know maybe some people don't want to be reminded of, hey, I could grow. You know, I could, <laughs> I could be a, I could be a better person. I think this is like, yeah, I think you said it once, like Netflix, is like sedating yourself. Yes. And this is a little bit like, yeah, like, give me, give me some pointless stuff. Give me some. I just wanna. I had a rough day at work. Yeah, I guess I get a few episodes of Friends. So shut the fuck up, you know. Yeah, the coffee machine didn't work, so I had a really rough day at work. Um, <laughs> because, if we're being honest, most people really don't have rough days at work. They're just very fragile. I just yes. wanted to add that. Yes. But yes. also, I totally agree. Um, I think this this is what someone once said to me when I uh, was I mentioned this. I think in the last stream, 
Mm-hmm. When I said that there should be some movies that actually have a bad ending because every movie always have a happy ending, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them rather. And this person said to me, yeah, but, uh, but I'm going into the cinema to, to be entertained and not to think about life. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, the same with friends. Um, the people watching it, they don't, they don't actually want any knowledge about personal growth or mm-hmm. what to make of your life. They just want to escape and relax. Yeah. And I think we're just different because I can have fun and still be in, taught something or still get an idea or something and still have a lot of fun with just watching that mm-hmm. or see some character grow, which actually I think helps me to yeah, to align more, more with that person or that character rather or to enjoy it more because yeah as you said i think 10 years and you still haven't achieved anything or done anything even to your own yeah. belief system so to speak that's just bullshit i don't think anyone does that or maybe maybe i just don't know how real people actually are especially, <laughs> especially since the all those characters are like in the 20s mid 20s ish yeah. i don't really know uh by the by that time you you, you should probably have figured out your life should probably know I mean, where to go and 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 actually yeah many people say i want to have like a group of friends again why do they want to have a group of friends can't you be on your own can't you be on your own like maybe 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 you need them to sedate yourself you know in real life as well because if i would be i'm i'm 27 right now right and if i would still have like this group of friends where i would which i would hang out they hang out like daily you know and talk pointless yes. bullshit gossip and all this stuff how the hell would I grow, you know? Yes, that is the key. Um, yeah, I actually do think what you said is, is quite on point, that a lot of these people actually are searching or seeking these kind of real-life friends just to sedate themselves, just to escape their, their thoughts, really, which is what I said before, that mm. people are afraid to be alone with their thoughts because it would show them that they're actually not doing anything with their life, and they mm-hmm. should be. And they would feel bad about it. So they rather escape that completely, be it with a TV show or with friends with which they achieve nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is pretty sad, actually. But I think it's actually the, the state of society for many mm. people, especially in the West. Yeah, again, I, wanna, I cannot state this anymore. I'm not against entertainment. I am a huge, <laughs> I am a huge advocate for entertainment. I, I love the cinema. Uh, we both do. But... Um, yeah, if there's like no substance to it, uh, I, I don't want to see it. <laughs> this is exactly the key. I mean, we we run a movie podcast, right? Uh, yeah. Mostly, so obviously we like this uh, entertainment itself, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you, it's just you know the funny movies, so to speak, which are really dumb. Uh, I cannot think of one right now because I don't watch them, but I know there are yeah. movies they are yeah, like like funny, like Adam like stupid. Adam Sandler movies, you know, stuff like that. I think yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Adam Sandler movies. They're just plain stupid, uh, stupid humor. It's supposed to be funny, but I cannot laugh at these stupid yeah. ass jokes. Yeah. I don't think they're funny at all, because I think they are completely lacking any substance, any sort of. There is like nothing in there that makes you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even the jokes itself, they are stupid. They are not funny. And for me, this is kind of the issue there because I'm, I can laugh a lot at one and a half hours or two hours if this is really a funny movie and I enjoy the jokes and they have some, some spirit, some, mm. some great ideas, some cool world play, something like that. Then it's funny and I like it. Mm-hmm. But these, these easy entertainment, the easy pleasure things are just, 
I think just a, a display of immaturity in my case. If you, it's like laughing at fart jokes, you know. A child does that, you know. I don't do this uh, as an adult anymore because I'm above that. Yeah, it's like uh, I wouldn't necessarily say this is fart joke territory, but uh, Friends is like one stage away from it. Yeah, you know, sometimes Almost. yeah, I I can recall there's like this scene. I think Monica has like a has like a turkey on her head. Yeah, do you, do you recall? Yeah, this is like yeah, okay, you know, <laughs> is that is that kind of humor we're dealing with? You know, it's uh, yes, exactly. I think yeah. I didn't actually laugh at this scene, even though there's obviously a huge laugh track beneath it. Yeah, I just thought, okay, that's that's just stupid. Sorry. Uh, because she was like dancing or something with that thing on her head. Yeah. If I remember it correctly. Um, yeah, I just thought, what is, uh, what am I watching? <laughs> What's the point of this whole thing? Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, kind of kind of reminds me of the of, of the tweets we we read at the beginning. This yeah. actually mirrors what those uh, what those people said. Like, like, yeah, having like fucking emotional breakdowns over this stuff. You have like emotional breakdowns of people who have like a fucking turkey on their head and dance. Uh, yes. Yeah, like people on IMDb right to have like goosebumps. I mean, calm the fuck down, man. <laughs> Just imagine being such a person. That must yeah. be. Yeah. That must suck, man. I cannot put it any any other way. <laughs> I guess so. get goosebumps over friends, man. Yeah, I guess so. it, could, it could be a kind of uh, virtue signaling there, but uh, the dangerous thing is, I, I don't think so. I think they're actually, I think they're actually having this. It's weird, man. Yeah. Uh, all right anyways um i think we're out of time i think we're out of uh we're we out of substance man all right absolutely we'll continue now uh it's not gonna end well definitely not <laughs> alex one one thing before we end uh there's this there's this one tweet you mentioned I, I wanted to put it on screen but i can't find it now and uh i don't want to scroll now to through your twitter well, this one tweet you you tweeted and I really liked it. I want to say it out loud in uh, on the stream. You said, um, I think it was two two days ago. The better you are on Twitter, the shittier you are in uh, real life social situations. <laughs> I fucking yes. love it. Definitely emotionally loaded statements give good engagement here, but are shit in real life. Yes. This is yeah, fucking nicely put there, and it fits perfectly to to all the bullshit we we read through earlier. Like all the stuff, like yeah, I'm literally crying right now. Show me a person on the street, fucking crying while because they just watched uh, watch Friends reunion on their phone on HBO Go or whatever. Show show me show me that kind of person, man. Yes, exactly. I was also uh, thinking if these people writing that, if they really actually were crying or if they're just trying to be more emotional to get likes. Mm, maybe we'll maybe both. Know. We'll I don't know. know. Yeah. It could could be both. Um, but then again. As you mentioned, or as I mentioned in the tweet, um, yeah, these people, they are just online too much. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, even the, like love tracks and all of this, this whole entertainment stuff we have these days sort of makes you a very emotional person. Mm -hmm. And it makes you actually really bad in social interactions in real life because they just work differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, would you say it's better to like first manage social life, then dig into Twitter instead of otherwise? I'd say it's kind. Of, I'd say it's kind of like an introvert platform. I, know I would a, say. I know. Yeah, I would say don't one. dig into Twitter at all, man. It's just, yeah, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay, stay, stay on a Reddit site, man. That's it's better. Oh yeah, Reddit, Reddit. Like, is, 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 is Tumblr still a thing? I don't know. I, uh, 
I think we well, maybe not as much. I think don't want to know, man. <laughs> Yeah. If, I don't if, even know, but what's the latest shit these days? Is it TikTok? TikTok, TikTok, dude. TikTok, that's shit, man. Yeah, yeah I'm too yeah. old, man. I want to I stream Red Smoke on TikTok as well. Uh, fuck YouTube, oh, man. Fuck. <laughs> nice. <I like> <laughs> do they have stream? I thought it's really just some, some short yeah, clips. I kind of do live, live stuff there. But I don't think it's made for two-hour podcasts. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. But yeah, anyways. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's nice. But yeah, um... By the way, we are not paid by TikTok to advocate them. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm going to close the stream now. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody who's listening. And-